0: Good morning. Welcome to Midtown Community. And as we enter into our time together today, I want to invite you just into a time of prayer. And as we pray today, um, I'm sure right now you're spending a little bit of time right now reflecting on the events of this past week and even of this past year. And as we think on 2020 and we begin to think about even the last few days of 2021, one of the questions that I'm thinking is, man, how should I respond to this? And On behalf of the church, how should the church respond to these really difficult situations that we found ourselves in? Well, as we begin to think about that, I want to invite you today to just look at the perspective of Jesus because what Jesus was doing as he was walking with his followers was he was preparing them to share the gospel with the entire world. That's what Jesus came to do, was to seek and save the lost, and that's what he empowered his followers to go and do. And so as he prepared his followers, he began to talk about some future events that they were going to experience. He says, listen, you're going to experience these crazy times, like there's going to be war, there's going to be disease, there's going to be famine, there's going to be earthquakes, But before all those things, you yourself are even going to experience some persecution. But here's what Jesus says about all those events. He says, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. So settle it therefore in your minds, not to meditate beforehand how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. Think about the hope that he gives us followers in that moment. Jesus knew that he was going to be ascending into heaven. He had promised the Holy Spirit to his disciples. He said, listen, you're going to have a great comforter. And now he's telling them, he's he's saying, listen, when you go through those hard times, this will be your opportunity. So Jesus set this clear expectation for his disciples so that they wouldn't turn away. He didn't want them to get discouraged. He didn't want them to be afraid. He wanted them to endure through these times. So, church, as we begin to think about these difficult circumstances that we've experienced, listen, when you think back on 2021, or I mean on 2020 and even just the past couple of days of 2021, you can say, listen, there's been riots, there's been wars, there's been rumors of wars, there's been all kinds of chaos that's happened. You've experienced this right now, but the church has also risen up in the midst of this and they've used this as an opportunity to see the gospel advance. I mean, that's what we've seen at Midtown. We have celebrated the salvation of quite a few people, and there's many other churches in our area and our nation that are continuing to see people respond to the gospel. So church, know this today. Whenever there are these really difficult situations, whenever there's this hardship that we face, whenever all you hear around you is bad news, man, be a herald of the good news because our world desperately needs it. And Jesus says, this is actually going to be your opportunity, your platform for the good news. And he gives us this comfort too. He says, listen, don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't don't try to sit here and figure out how you're going to respond. You're going to defend all these different things. He says, I'm going to be your mouth and your wisdom. So today as we begin to spend some time praying together, I want you to know this, church as we begin to rise up and we begin to um, just move forward in 2021, know this, that your responsibility is just to be present. When you show up and you're just obedient with the gospel and you begin to see from the perspective of Jesus that your greatest purpose is to advance the gospel to all the people that that are in your life, listen, He's going to give you the exact words you need to say. So as we pray today, I want to invite you right now just to get at a place, just kind of, you know, get away from the distractions. Just begin to pray and ask the Lord this. First, give me eyes to see your perspective. Next, give me boldness to speak your words and not mine. And lastly, give him thanks that you have hope for 2021.
1: I love what TC just shared with us because it's true. Uh, what Jesus said is going to end up always being true, and you're going to discover that more and more. Uh, but as we face every opportunity that we're going to have, I love i to say opportunity, Uh, We're going to have conversations about, hey, what did you think about this past week? Uh, At home, on the street, at the store, at work, wherever you go, I guarantee you that's going to be what is asked of you. So here's my prayer for our churches, that when people ask, we speak from the words of Jesus, and he will inspire us for this day with a great hope in the face of 2021, because like we talked about last week, Jesus was in the beginning. And because we have this firm foundation for our lives, we can be assured and we can be steady because in the beginning was far before 2020. It was a person. And that person has given us great hope because he is alive and he's promised to be with us forever. So here's what we know. The King is with you and his Holy Spirit is gonna give you everything you need to know in this season and everything you need to say. So, Uh, With that being said, last week we talked about um, the fact that we were to uh, be careful that no one took us captive by any uh, different way of thinking, any human philosophy. We talked about it by this picture of a plant. And as you can see, I have repotted the plant. Now it's going to have even more room to grow. It didn't have room to grow because it had been captive by something too small. We talked about from Colossians 2, and it says this, As you've received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So here's the deal. When our life is planted and rooted in the person of Jesus, we have space to grow. And here's going to be the response. We're going to grow in thankfulness. Because in Christ is every reason to be thankful, hope-filled. So my prayer for our church as we step into today, we begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're going to step into the reason for being thankful. But in order to do that, our life has to be rooted, grounded, built on the person of Jesus. How do I know this person of Jesus better? That's my question for today. How can we know Him better? And in the 21 days of prayer and fasting, I believe we're going to tap into how we know him better. How do you know your wife better? How do you know your husband better? How do you know your coworkers better? How do you know your neighbor better? You talk to them, right? You communicate. And what the word invites us into is to communicate. Jesus invites us to have a relationship with our God in heaven. And as we communicate with him. I promise you, this is where the horizon of life begins to be filled with color. You begin to see a little bit differently as you step into this journey of prayer. Would you step in with us? If you need the resource, our 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting guide, you're going to find it at midtownknox.org. It's going to be right on the front screen for you. So you can tap that, download it, and have all those resources to follow along with us for the next 21 days in our guide through prayer and fasting. We ask 21 specific questions for 21 days. And I believe it's gonna be a beautiful tool that helps you grow in a season uh, as we abound in hope and thanksgiving together as we know Christ a little bit more as we start 2021 together. We ended last week by just saying, hey, would you join us on the journey of abounding together? This is a journey of growing together. We're gonna be a kingdom people that grows together in a season by loving God and loving the world. So would you take a journey with us through 2021 to grow together as we root our life in something a lot bigger that gives us space to begin to grow. Let's grow together. The one way we're going to do that is through prayer. So let's step in. Today, I want to share with you five specific things that we can grow in our prayer journey with God in this 21-day prayer and fasting. I want to look at the life of a guy named George Mueller. George Mueller is one of my favorite characters of recent history, and George Mueller is one of the great fathers of the faith. He was a prayer warrior. In fact, the the story is that he's led over 30,000 people to Jesus. He made a great difference by having orphanages and bringing orphans in and leading many of them to Jesus, but many of the people that he led to Jesus were not in his orphanage. In his prayer journal, it was said that he... uh, acquired over a million dollars of gifts that he never asked anyone for. They were just gifted to him. But in his prayer journal, he writes a specific story about one day waking up and having no food in his house. No food in the house where orphans stayed. And as they came down for breakfast that morning, the cupboards were empty. And George decided to pray together a prayer like this. Lord, Thank you for the food that you have provided for us. At the the minute that he ends his prayer, there's a knock at the door. And this is a true story. There's a knock at the door. And as George opens the door, it is a baker. A baker who owned a, a shop right down the street from him. But the baker explained that he believed that God woke him up at two in the morning that day and told him to begin to bake. And he said, George, I heard that I was supposed to bake all of this for you. You were to need this. And he gives him the food. Not shortly thereafter, as the baker leaves, there is another knock at the door, and it's the milkman. I don't know if you know about this, but back in the day, there was a milk truck that would go by and deliver milk door to door. There was a milkman at the door, and the milkman knocked on the door and said, well, um, sir, I, I don't know if you could use this, but my truck just broke down right in front of, your, of, of this house. And I, I think I need to just, I can, can you use the milk? I, I want to gift the milk to you because if I don't, it's just going to go bad. So could you use it? And George said, absolutely, we could use it. <laughs> so that day, uh, it's just a miraculous fashion. God provides. Now, can you imagine if you woke up one day having no food and you just simply prayed, and then the, re- the next events of your day begin to happen as such. What happens in your mind and your life? You begin to reshape everything. George had five principles that he prayed from. And he said, By these five principles, I was assured that God would answer every one of my prayers. Would you like God to answer every one of your prayers? I would. But let's discover what those five things were. Number one, George said that he pray, that always I prayed in the name of Jesus, not my name, but by the name of Jesus. I mean, who should we pray to? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Who should you pray to? Should you pray to Jesus? Should you pray to God? Should you pray to the Holy Spirit? Well, you, maybe you grew up praying a prayer, "Our Father in Heaven" or "Heavenly Father," and then you finished with something like, "In in Jesus' name, Amen." I, I want to say that 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 tradition is actually something really, really good. Because when Jesus was teaching people to pray, he taught them this one thing as they prayed. He really transformed the way that everyone saw God. And he transformed it to understand that God is your father. You talk to your father. But the reason that we talk to our father and the way that we talk to our father is because of an authority that was given in the name of Jesus. So we pray to our father in heaven, through the power of the Holy Spirit, by the name that is in Jesus, by his authority that he earned. It's not my merits that I get to pray today. It's by the merit of what Jesus did. So we pray in the under the authority of Jesus. So that's why we say at the end of our prayers, in the name of Jesus, I pray all these things. It's because I'm under an authority, but that authority was handed to me. And in handing authority to me, a sonship was given to me a daughtership was given to you or a sonship was given to you. And we have now a father in heaven who loves us. Jesus taught that the father in heaven is a good dad. And maybe some of you had really great dads, but Jesus says, if your father, an imperfect, and what he used is a wicked person, somebody who's actually got evil in their heart can do something good for you, how much more can a really perfectly good father do for you? You have a really good father. And George Mueller invited us to understand that the reason and the ability that we have to pray is found in the name Jesus. That's why we thank Jesus, because he gave us authority to pray. So pray in Jesus' name, not my name. Not your name, it's about Jesus. The second thing that George Mueller said that that made his prayers effective was that he said, I have the least bit of doubt because I am assured that it is the Lord's will to save people. He knew God's will. Check this out. 1 Timothy 2.4 His will is that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And then 1 John 5.14 says, We have the assurance that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So what George was saying is, Pray God's will. What does God want to see happen? If you begin to pray what God wills, what he promises is, he will answer that prayer 100% of the time. Now, in George's writings, what he talked about is sometimes he, he prayed for people over 50 years. For 50 years, he didn't see an answer. But he talked about praying for five specific people for over 50 years. Two of those people came to knowledge in the faith of Jesus after 52 years. 52 years of continually praying. Can you imagine praying for something for 52 years, believing God? But yet, every one of those people that he prayed for, committed to pray for, came to faith in Jesus. What a beautiful story that he allows us to be a part of. So, number two, pray God's will. Number one, pray in Jesus' name and by His authority and understand His authority. Number two, Pray His will, what He invites us to pray for. And I promise you're going to get that answer. Number three, believe in the willingness of God to hear your prayers. In Mark 11, Jesus is walking down the street and He sees a fig tree that has no figs on it. And He looks at that fig tree and He curses it. A couple days later, as they're walking back by that fig tree, Jesus' disciples say, Yo, check check the fig tree out. It's dead. They had looked at it, and it had withered to nothing. And Jesus says something very profound, and it takes faith for me to even say it. It really does. i got to admit that. He says, if you pray anything, believing that it has happened, it will happen. This is Jesus' words, not mine. But do you believe that God actually desires to answer your prayers? God desires to answer your prayers. You see, Jesus was always after his father's glory. It was always about God's glory and revealing God to the world. So if your heart is about revealing God to the world, I promise you, God really wants to show up in your life. But, But George said that he was always believing that God was willing to hear his prayers. That's exactly what Jesus said. So when he says something like that, he knew God heard him and God's gonna respond. Because God loved him. God was with him. So God was always willing to hear his prayers. Number four, he says, I'm not consciously aware of having gilded any sin in my heart. That means I am not holding on to anything that would grieve God's heart. I'm not knowingly holding on to it. Because... Psalm 66, 18 says, For if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear when I call. And the next verse in Mark 11, when Jesus, after he, after he tells them about the fig tree and after he tells them that God hears and he responds to anything that we ask and in believing, he says, But as you pray, if you realize there is unforgiveness in your heart, forgive them. So that the Father forgives you. So there's two, there's a couple of things that He invites us into to have effective prayer life. Is there anything going on in your life that you know internally you're in turmoil about, and it goes against the Father's heart? Would you let go and not try to hold on to that? What do you maybe need to let go right now? And maybe there's bitterness in your heart. Maybe there's somebody that's done something really hurtful to you. As you understand this, remember, we've done plenty of hurtful things to God, and yet He has chosen to forgive us lavishly. Would you take the gospel and receive it over your life? And then would you extend the same gospel that you've received, and would you allow somebody else to receive it? Be set free, my friend, because I I believe that, that, that a lot of people's lives depend upon the decisions that we make. You might ask, well, Jay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not aware of anything. First John says that basically uh, every single one of us has sin in our life, yet to probably be discovered sometimes. And if you say you have no sin, you're, you're, a, you're a liar and you're deceiving yourself. And that's a harsh word, but 1 John would indicate that there's always something in our life, as God reveals it to us, that we're bringing to him saying, oh, God, I didn't know that was there, but I appreciate you loving me in the midst of it. So here it is. I see it now. If that's you, maybe would you ask God just to show you maybe a place that you've never seen before? God, reveal to us. Open our eyes that we might see us for who we really are. Understanding that we're broken people and there's spaces in our life that yet to be discovered. God, open up, open up those places in our life that we might see them and help us to respond accordingly. Maybe some of us in this season, we know, I shouldn't lash out on my on my wife or my husband. I I know I I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't shouldn't lash out on my kids. But you know what? Now's the season to lash out and just tell everybody how we feel on our social media, right? Maybe we should just lash out in all the wrath that I have because they gotta know the truth. So I'm gonna give it to them. And listen, if that's our heartbeat, our first heartbeat has to be God's heartbeat for the world. How does Jesus respond to the broken world? What is his news for them? Step in and actually... adhere to Jesus' words, receive Jesus' words, and give his words away, and then watch life be produced because we can produce nothing apart from the power and presence of God there's nothing in us that can make a change, but the power and presence of God can. So would you grab hold of his words, and would you step into his calling on our life in this season? Make sure that there's nothing held on in your heart that isn't God's heart, and your prayers will be effective. The fifth thing that George invited us into And he said, would you continue praying until the answer comes? Luke 18, 7 says, Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night to him? That comes from a story that Jesus told. He told a story about an unrighteous uh, judge. And there was a widow who would come to this judge and ask for a judgment, ask for a judgment, ask for a judgment. And finally, because she pleaded with this unrighteous judge, she said, I just want her out of my life, so give her whatever she wants. What Jesus was trying to describe to us was this. We are no widow. And in that day, widows were considered nothing. What he was trying to say is, you're not a widow. And you're not coming to an unrighteous judge. You're coming to a really good father. You're an adopted son or daughter of the king. Come to dad and understand this, that dad longs to hear your prayers and he longs to walk life with you and he longs to send you into circumstances that need his hope and his love and his glory to be experienced. That is why you are in 2021, my friend. You're a a tool in the hand of the master and he's got you right where he wants you to be. Would you begin to believe that? And would you begin to pray by these five principles as you, as you analyze and as you step into 21 days of prayer and fasting. I just believe that this is a message for us to receive and I believe it's something that we're going to begin to grow in as we, as we uh, uh, embrace the message of Jesus more and more in our life. Number one, God's will. Pray God's will in his heart. Number two, would you pray through Jesus' name? Number three, Would you believe God's willing to actually hear you? He loves you. He's excited to talk to you. Number four, don't withhold sin in your heart. And number five, would you continue praying? And as you continue the process of praying, would you continue the journey of transformation with us as we grow to know Jesus better, as we grow to know our Father who loves us, And as we grow together to know that, I believe that God is going to begin to allow us to flourish and abound in a greater level of being thankful in a day where not many people have reason to be thankful. This will set us apart. It'll be a city on a hill. It'll be a light that shines in darkness. It'll be a sweet aroma. And I invite you to be a part of this. If you want to connect or if you have questions, maybe you don't know Jesus, you can know him right now. Right where you are, just call out to him. Something like this, just by faith. And you want to know him. You say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want you to take over my life. I need you to be Lord. I need you to save me. I recognize that I can't do this by myself. I need you. Would you be Lord of my life? And would you lead me from this place forward? If you did something like that, would you connect with us? And We'd love just to have a conversation with you. And that's how, we start your, that's how we start our journey of faith, with the God of the universe. is through the person of Jesus. Call out to that name, and he meets you right now. But just know if you did that, we'd love to walk alongside of you. If you have done that, maybe you need some community in your life, we'd love to connect with you in that way. On our, on our website, you can find the form. It's just hit connect and connect with us there, and you can find a, a community of people ready to walk life with you. Thanks for joining us. And again, I can't wait for the next 21 days of prayer and fasting with you guys. And we will see you next week. Much love.